So imagine if you and your family, maybe with a few close friends, were sent and fully funded to go to another country and establish the gospel, to start a church or a ministry of some sort and see people come to faith in Jesus. What would you immediately begin to do when you got on the ground? What would your life consist of? Like, how would you be with and among the people there? And I've asked this question to many people over the years, and their answers are pretty similar, actually. They're remarkably similar. They say things like, well, we would start by getting to know the language of the local people, and we'd eat what they eat, and we'd start to dress maybe a little bit more like them and adopt some of their customs. We would shop at the same places, like over and over to get to know people and you know, at the shops and, you know, the people who own them and work there and, and restaurant owners. And we'd look for ways to be a blessing to them, serve them. I think that'd be a pretty good start here, right in our own neighborhoods as well. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby here with your host Caesar Kalinowski. Hey Heath, what's going on, my friend? Hey, we're doing a uh, we're doing a new location for for this week's podcast. You're actually at my house tonight. We'll I know there. we usually do this at uh, Life School Central. Yeah, we moved it. I.e., my house. (laughs) We're under the beautiful uh, Turkish lamp that I got. I'm going to put a picture of that on Facebook because it's stunning. Why don't you throw out an Instagram with the other like 400 fall color photos you've been posting lately? I I was driving today and I was like, man, the oranges and the reds and the yellows and the it's stunning. I follow you on 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 Instagram and it's like nature show, bro. You are. (laughs) I should have a TV show. Like you you posted something kind of pithy and theologically minded or something. I don't know something (laughs) the other day. I was like. But there wasn't a tree behind it. Or yeah, I need to put a tree behind yeah, it. Yeah, and then I... Um, it'd be... <laughs> it's, it's driving my wife crazy. Like, I slam on the brakes constantly. Dude, we've had a beautiful fall. On it's it. stunning. Maybe here. the whole country is. If you're listening in, hit us up on the Facebook group. How's your fall? <laughs> What's it look like? Because we've had a beautiful fall. Yeah. Anyway. All right, before we jump in, uh, you've got something coming up here. Yeah, I haven't done this in a while, but um, I'm going to be doing it again here. Um, I want to let no folks know if they want to get in on some free training, an online workshop I'm doing on gospel fluency we talk a lot about it on life school and this thing doesn't really matter what it's called but it's called the gospel in everyday life and i'm going to be doing it on thursday november 14th okay and um here's just a few of the things i'm going to cover in that like what gospel fluency is and how we can grow in and master this new language shouldn't shouldn't be new right but um we're also going to look at how the gospel speaks into our marriage and parenting and like hard feelings and hurt feelings and awkwardness any any sin issues that need to be addressed we're going to talk about how what you do, in other words, your actions in life, don't equal who you are or your value. That that alone is worth like just coming to the training for. Uh, we're going to look at how the gospel speaks in your identity and self-image and how to experience transformation and freedom from sin and past hurts and, and why the gospel is really never just about our afterlife. Huh. And we can learn to speak the good news to others. Not just about their afterlife, but like for everything now. So anyway, if people want to grab a seat before that fills up, because it, it, it just might, yeah. <laughs> um, just go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash webinar. It's really more of a workshop, but that's what it is. Go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash webinar, and you can register for free right now. So and why would you not want to? Dig that. Yeah, join me. Again, that's uh, on Thursday, November 14th. So yeah, please do. Sweet, man. Hey, today we're going to talk about an idea that that I think is probably pretty normal, but it might hit a lot closer to home than... Should be normal. Yeah, it should be, but it doesn't always. 
So for a long time, many of us have had this idea that missionaries are these kind of special Christians that go and do ministry work overseas. In fact, I've had some really zany experiences over <laughs> my 36 now years with missionaries growing up in the church. But it always felt like, you know, they were they were old and they wore like floral blouses and wore corduroy and they spoke monotone and we always like heard about what they're doing with a slideshow over potlucks. Hey, what's wrong with corduroy, by the way? <laughs> it's coming back. I don't know so any, do you? No, I, I like, used to. I yeah. used to too. I brown, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mine too. But uh, what, was that kind of your experience as well? Like that's uh, missionaries yeah. of certain called people that go do that, not us. Yeah, exactly. It was a special class of people and I didn't want to hang out with any of them, you know? Yeah, me and, and I've told the story before. There was a map on the wall at our church and it had, you know, pins in all the continents and they were different colors and they lined up with pictures. Oh, that's right. They were flanking the map. Yeah. And just like you described, they were always just like kind of really sad like really dressed outdated you're like how yeah. old are these pictures well they were current but yeah. you know when you're a missionary you just get what you like get you're a missionary in china because you can't make friends here <laughs> i don't know it was yeah. horrible and they were always really really sad and um you know every few months one of them would show up from the field it was yep. always the, they came from the field yep. which i thought meant like out where i lost balls and frisbees you know on the field <laughs> sure. And they would show us lots and lots of slides that were of kids with bugs in their eyes and all yeah. that. And that's what a missionary was. Yep. And um, I remember thinking, like, if I ever really, really, you know, I was a Christian as a kid, but I remember thinking, if I really give my life to Jesus, like really go all in, I know he's going to call me to Africa. I'm yeah. going to be the short-haired guy crying all the time. <laughs> and just you know, yeah. jump ahead a few years later, that was me, you know. <laughs> just yeah. heartbroken over all the lost people, you know. And I was in Africa for years and years and years and yeah. off and on. You know, so. <laughs> but the crazy thing is that the Bible actually teaches something totally different. It teaches us that all Christians are actually missionaries. This isn't just reserved for a select few people. For sure. And I think everybody knows that, right? Everybody listening goes, I know that. We're a missionary. We're all missionary, yeah. right? Um, but here's the thing that everybody doesn't all necessarily know. It's an identity thing. Hmm. Our identity as Christians flows right from God himself. And we, this is a Trinitarian God, right? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the Spirit was the sending agent of Jesus and is the sending agent in the church. And our God is a missionary God, and we're his offspring. Hmm. So really... As Christians, we're all missionaries, like at a core identity level. It's not like, you know, like when I was a kid in Sunday school, they go like, well, Caesar, you know, you're a missionary too, just like those pictures down the wall, you know? Yep. Well, you're a missionary too, but on the playground. Huh. So make sure you invite everybody to church on Sunday, right? You know, yeah. ha here, hand these out. And literally, because I was trying to be like this little missionary kid, I would, I would, I would take all the Sunday school papers, you know, those little, you know, half folds, yep. you know, like yep. eight and a half oh, remember those. full color, a little Bible story and yep. a few questions at the end, a little warning. If you don't do this, you know, like some sort of morality clause sure. woven in there. I would, I would scoop up all the extras. There was always like at least a dozen extra. And I would go up and down my bl the blocks in my neighborhood. I would knock on doors and I'd go, hi. I just thought maybe, you know, if you didn't make it to church today, you'd like this. Oh. And I'd hand them out. I no made, way. Yeah. Because I was the little neighborhood missionary. Right. Oh wow, yeah. But no, no, but you know what I mean? Like, so I kind of had this cursory understanding of it. No one ever said, no, 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 wait a minute. If you're a Christian and you believe your Trinitarian identity, your identity flows from father, son, and spirit yep. that you're a missionary. That's, we have a missionary God. We're created in his image and it's an offspring. So yeah, we're you know, all missionaries. If you're, if you're a Christian, that's who you are. Yeah. And what's crazy is that it doesn't seem like this is a new concept. When you look at actually where the first missionary 
kind of experience happened, it's way earlier in the story than we typically would think. It goes all the way back to Genesis 3, right? God being the perfect example. Yep, back in the garden. Yeah, Yeah, pursuing people. Exactly. Immediately after God's beloved image bearers, their first two, Adam and Eve, chose a life of self-rule, one where they thought they could manage the knowledge of good and evil and right and wrong for themselves, God goes on a rescue mission. We, we see him, he goes looking for them, it says. That's his heart, right? He goes, yeah. where are you? And he goes, he goes looking for them. Where are you? And then, you know, in the ultimate missionary journey, flowing out of his identity, just like his father, Jesus comes here to this earth and he takes on the form of us humans so that he can come and rescue us and restore us back to the way we were originally created to live. Hmm. Close to God, bearing his image, showing the world what he's like. So if you're a Christian, then you're a missionary too. Father, son, us created in the same image. We're missionaries. And it's it's not what we do that makes us missionaries. It's who we are, just yeah. like Jesus and his father. And in some ways you could say that being a missionary is our family business. Hmm. And I think I think why people don't really embrace it, even though everybody listening goes, Yeah, 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 I know we're all missionaries. We don't break. We don't believe it's part of our identity. It's yeah. part of our birthright. We don't. We, yeah, we view it with something we go do. We think right? that if you go overseas and yeah. do this or move somewhere, maybe okay. Listen, I know there's missionaries in the states too. So go move to Compton or go move to some inner city thing. Sure. Then you live like a missionary. And you have to be poor and wear corduroy and all. You know. Yeah. Like so, what you do equals who you are, and that's back to that do to be distortion. Yep. And until we lose that, until we believe, no, 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 we are creating the image of this missionary God, who not only goes but he sends. Yeah. And we've been sent once. Jesus says, as I was sent, sent here, right, on a missionary journey, so I send you, he says to his disciples, and he breathes his breath into them, giving them life. Well, what's that remind us of? Back to Genesis, yep. when God forms Adam and Eve from the dust of the ground by his hands, and he breathes his own breath, the word is ruach, spirit, into them, giving them life, and then says, go be fruitful and multiply. Like, go make more copies of my image. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we're missionaries. And one thing I appreciate that you just mentioned is that um, that the, the disciple or the command of Jesus is to go and make, not to come and see. Like, don't come and see this beautiful building and get people to this thing. Uh, go and making disciples. It wasn't just a suggestion, right? No, the, it was a command. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was a command to come and walk in the normalcy of life. It wasn't, you know, come sit with me for an hour a week and let me try to crack your cranium as hard as I can with information. In a information. building, in yeah. rows. Right, no, right. Jesus came to show the world what God, his Father, is truly like, and he came as a missionary, and that's why we go. Okay, so you're right. Jesus' command, not suggestion, was to go and make disciples. And he didn't say, hey, ask people to come and see what they think, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and listen to a bunch of stuff year after year after year. Um, he always intended just as he lived, that we would incarnate, that word means to take on flesh, right? Incarnate his mission out there in the world, out in our neighborhoods, off at the office, you know, wherever you work, in a gym, at the park you go to, showing the world what he's like, what the father's like, and sharing the gospel with others by both our life's display and our words. Hmm. And so regardless of how God decides to route our paychecks, right? Some yep. people get their paychecks routed through the business they work for, or and some people get them routed through a church, some get them, you know, routed through a missionary agency. Regardless, however, we are all full-time paid missionaries. Yeah. I mean, just stop and think about that. See, people think honor. like, well, I'm not yeah. a full-time missionary. You know, I don't work for YWAM or, you know, or whatever, sure. you know, or, 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 or this church. Wait a minute. Your identity is that of a missionary. And if you slept sheltered last night and ate some food in the last 24 hours, you know, you've got clothing you own, 
then God's God's kept his end of the bargain. He's met your needs. Yeah. Right? And we had a lot of wants, but you know, he's met our needs. And so if you if you are eating and sheltered and on clothing and all, then you're a full time funded, full fully funded missionary already, right? Yeah. So, you know, want to find the missionary in your neighborhood? Look in the mirror if you're a Christian. Yeah, you're seriously. Right. And take that seriously. Are you are you living out of that identity? Yeah. Absolutely. Like we get to. Well, you know, or are we blowing that off thinking, well, I don't know, maybe there'll be another. Yeah. Right? You know, are you the one or should we wait for another, you know? Well, and I'm wondering too, like for people who are listening that are going like, ah, oh, I have not thought about it like this or feeling convicted by what you're saying, um, that want to start living like missionaries, living in their true identity as Christians right where they are. How would you how would you recommend they get started in this? Well, first, listen to lots more life school podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, that's all we talk about, right? I mean, yeah. really, we, we today we're talking about like particularly the identity of missionaries, but, um, but that, I mean, this this is really what it's all about is living out of identity. Yeah. But but maybe this will help. Okay. Imagine, if you will, <laughs> imagine if you and your family, maybe along with a few close friends, were sent and fully funded to go to another country and establish the gospel, to start Mm -hmm. a church or a ministry where you'd see people come to faith in Jesus, you know, what would you immediately begin to do when you got on the ground? Remember, you're going for this reason, you're fully funded, you know, you're all there, you sold your stuff or you packed it up and it came with you, whatever. You and your family, maybe a few friends, you're there. What would you immediately begin to do? What would your life consist of? What would your focus be? Yeah. You know, how would you be with and among the people there? Would you just like do it sort of nine to five, you know, or would you do it like two hours on Sunday and go like, well, we're here, but you know, we're, we're inviting everybody kind of, we run into like this one thing. Um, yeah. They don't understand this because they've never seen a church, but that's what we're doing. But the rest of the week, you know, I got to live my life, man. I yeah, need exactly. margin, you know, it's margins are important, right? <laughs> Boundaries. You know? And I've asked this question a lot of people, like people who don't even barely know what I'm talking about. I'll go like, Hey, if you move to another country and you were going to try to start like a gospel work, see people come to faith, disciple people to maturity. Um, what would you start doing? Yeah. You know, what would you be about? And you know what people say? Their answers are really similar. They're remarkably similar. In fact, they say stuff like, well, we'd start by getting to know the language of the local people. Yep. Now you think, well, like if I'm a missionary in my neighborhood, I already know English. Mm, d- 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 you know what I mean? There's a difference. Yeah. How, do, how do people communicate? What's funny to them? What are they about? What do they yeah. pay attention to? How you know, what shows time? they watch yep. all that, right? Um, they say things like, well, we'd eat what and where the locals ate. Yeah. So instead of just holing up in our house, we'd, we'd want to eat what they ate and go yep. where they eat, and, right? And we'd want to start to dress more like them and adopt some of their customs. When we first moved to the Pacific Northwest, you know, I'm a lifetime Bears fan, you know. Um, I'm now a Seahawks fan because yeah. guess what? You bear, you know, you rejoice with those who rejoice and you, you know, <laughs> mourn with those who mourn, right? So yeah, I had a, right. you know, you take on the customs, right? Yeah. Uh, people say to me things like, well, um, I think if, when we got there, we would start to shop at the same places over and over to get to know those shop owners and restaurant owners. And we'd yeah. want to get to know the staff and tip well and look for ways to be a blessing to them and listen well so we could see if there's ways we could serve them and, you know, get get more involved in their lives and invite them into ours. We'd start to build relationships and friendships with people. Yep. That'd be key. And I think, you know what? That's a pretty good start right here where we live in our neighborhoods too. Yeah, you know, it's funny as I, I had a Wouldn't situation. that be great? It'd be amazing. I mean, just think about if every Christian had that mindset because they believe their identity. <laughs> yeah. It'd be pretty different, you know? Well, it reminds me of a conversation I had recently with a, well, not recently, about a year ago with my ex-boss. And and we were having this discussion over getting involved in the Pacific Northwest because his boss wasn't from here. And I said, well, this is what we do here. 
And that person said, well, I don't, I don't like that. I don't do that. And I'm like, well, stop being a terrible missionary. Like yeah. if you moved here, you got to engage here. I mean, I mean you, you have more tattoos some, you gotta than you get used some to. heavy boots and some flannels, grow a goatee. Yeah, I mean, that's just the women. I mean, that's just for the women. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> drink some IPAs. You know. I, I have to be honest with you here, Heath, and, and to everybody listening. After living this way, like as a missionary, believe in my identity and living, you know, on the ground, trying to live like one uh, with others in the community for close to two decades now, um, like a localized ministry, I don't think there's a huge difference between being a missionary here yep. in America or, you know, in the, in the let's just say in Western culture, com- you know, home, basically, wherever sure. home is, compared to living this way in a foreign country. People are people. That's the thing I've come to learn as we've traveled mm-hmm. all over the world and trained people in discipleship and spent, in some cases, quite a bit of time with people. Um, we all have many of the same needs and fears, and the gospel speaks into all of them. Yep. I think I think the biggest, and there are cultural differences, but the thing behind the thing in people's hearts, not that different. Yeah, It just isn't. The I things agree. are important to people, not that different. But I think the biggest difference that I see um, and constantly feel is there's two things pulling at me. It's my past experience of just going to church instead of being the church. Yep. Okay. That kind of mucks things up for us. And my lack of faith that the gospel is truly good news for everyone and everything. Hmm. I mean, please hear this if you're listening today. I think those are the two biggest things keeping people from living as missionaries right now, wherever they're at. They they still think it's about going to church instead of being the church. That's an identity thing. And they don't really think the gospel's that good of news. They're not that fluent to say like, oh, whatever's going on in your life, Jesus' life, death, and resurrection speaks into that and speaks into your identity and God loves you. See, our tendency is to revert back to making everything about an an event or a weekly meeting or a teaching time. Hmm. It's as if... If we believe that if, if people were just to hear one more good sermon, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. or they just did one more Bible study with us, that would be they the would flip. really get yeah. it. That, that would just not knock it apart. No, it's not. Because it, if that was truly the case, then why didn't Jesus just broadcast some some good news really loudly from heaven, you know, so yeah. everybody could, in a planet could hear it? He could have. Think about it. Yeah. If all we needed was one really solid, one more solid sermon, Jesus would have delivered it long ago, really loud, global listening, you know? <laughs> and you know why I didn't? Here's why. Because the good news, the gospel, it's not a set of historical facts or a bunch of programs or meetings. The gospel is a person. Hmm. The gospel's a person. Jesus is the gospel, and his spirit now sends and empowers us as missionaries on this same incarnational gospel mission. we got to believe that. And isn't it amazing? You're you're two decades plus at this right now. Uh, I'm probably a decade. I haven't counted recently, but it is... It is such a fun journey too. When you actually are not trying to get people to a building, like a ra- wrestling a cow, like, and you actually can live in life. Or mark them. I got to give him to say his prayer. I got to give him to say yeah. his prayer. Yeah. No, but you just love them and you serve them and you hang out with them. Treat them like family the, from the get go. It's the most fun and natural way of living out there. Oh, it is. It is. It is the thrill. I, I tell people, this is the life you were created to live. Yeah. And if you let God and the gospel wash away all your fears and past and sorry, mislearnings yep. from, you know, weird church teachings that aren't even found in scripture anywhere. Yeah. Um, this is the most exciting life you could ever live. And it's free. People say, yeah, yeah it's just, it just sounds so bad. I'm just way too busy for, I'm like, no, you're not. You filled your life up with lesser things. Yep. And you're not believing your identity. Absolutely. Really. Trust me. You won't know it till you trust God and, and get into it, but I'm going to loan you some faith. Uncle Frank here is going to loan <laughs> you some faith. This is the thrill life. 
I mean, this is the thrill ride that we were created to live. It's yeah. amazing. Believe your identity as a missionary. You're the missionary in your neighborhood, so get after it. So, like, if, if this is true, and each and every one of us are Christians or missionaries, mm-hmm. called to our neighborhoods and our workplaces and everywhere, pretty much there are people, what do you think would change if the church, if all Christians, actually really not only believed this, but lived it out, lived out of this true God-given identity as missionaries? Oh, man, <laughs> what a great question. I can't even think. I mean, if every Christian believed their identity as a missionary and started just like seeking out who else is God waiting to bring to the table, which is everybody, yeah. and treated everybody like a family, we would see not only a reversal of how sort of the church has been marginalized by culture because sure. we're just weird and we're separatists and we're kind of about bad news and we're not seen yeah. as people who want to celebrate or party or hang out much and unless unless everybody does everything on our terms in our building you know all that stuff <laughs> yeah. if, if all of a sudden we were like to take this command to go and make disciples and we lived as missionaries we would see such a wave of people going i knew it I knew it had yeah, to be better. Stepping into you know, that, this yeah. is beautiful. God is not who I thought he was. I'm seeing in your life yep. something very, very different. And you're saying that your life is his life and that we're an image bearer. In fact, I don't even know if I believe it, but you're telling me I was created in that same image. Man, I want to know more about that. I mean, yeah. I don't even know how to begin, bro. I get yeah. I get a little verklempt. I get a little choked up. If the church actually believed what God says is true of us and we lived as missionaries, oh, Man, that'd be beautiful. We'd see the world start to change, and you know what? It's happening, and God is doing it. And I believe that God uh, is is faithful, and He's not a liar. And He and He says in you know in Revelation said that there's a day coming when every knee is going to bend and every tongue confess that Jesus is in fact Lord, and God Himself is going to come back and dwell amongst us here, physically, bodily, on earth. So cool. And there'll be no more tears and no more separation and fear and lies and murder and death and sickness and all of it. Well, we get to be a part of that restoration right now. Oh my gosh. How, how, how can we shoot so low of a mark to like, well, you know, the American dream, you know, or, or the Norwegian dream or whatever, you know, European dream life where I, I need more of that and I need a bigger one of those and I need a fatter one of those and a faster one of those. And like, oh my gosh, shoot so much higher, shoot for eternity. Oh, we get to. Absolutely. Count me in, ma'am. I know brother. Hey, let's get to the big three. Uh, which are the big three takeaways, if nothing else, we want you to walk away with from this episode. And you get them as a printable PDF, as a download, by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Caesar, big three for this week. Okay, again, if nothing else, don't miss these. Real quick, sweet, simple. If you're a Christian, you're a missionary. Hmm. Just let that sink in. You that are easy. one. Yep. What are you going to do with it, right? It is part of your identity and your birthright. Missionaries aren't a special subset of the church, and missions, quote-unquote, is not something that only happens overseas. There are opportunities to be a living representation of what God's like and a physical representation of the gospel all around us. Yeah. Do this together with other missionaries in your family, your church, and missional community, because you get to, Hmm. right? Believe it. Yeah. Own it. Number two, loving God and others with all our hearts and minds and strength fulfills the law and the Great Commission. Okay, what I mean by that is when we truly grasp how much God loves us yep. and desires a relationship with us and everyone, others, then we'll want to go and invite others to walk with us as we walk with Jesus. That's what discipleship is. Walk yeah. with us as we walk with Jesus. He's transforming us. Our lives are an extension of God's glory and love as we live as everyday missionaries right where he's placed us today. 
And once you truly see the good news for what it is, it's impossible to stay silent. I mean, everyone has to hear it. Oh, yeah. Please. Yeah. Number three. In every area of life, right? Not just good news about our afterlife. Yeah. Third thing is um, cross your yard or and cross the fence and cross the street before you worry about crossing the globe. Oh, that's good. You know, I was a missions pastor for years. I, and we used to just, you know, like tons of people, tons of money go off and, and do, you know, quote unquote, short-term mission trips. Mostly people had never made a disciple in their life, never shared their faith, didn't live as a missionary locally. Like mm. get to know the names of at least five of your neighbors this week. Easy task. Right? Like yeah. most people don't, <laughs> yeah. but, but you get to invite one other person or couple over to join you for a simple meal. You're already eating 21 meals this week, yeah. but invite someone over this week for a meal. Pray and ask God who he would have you bless with either your words or a small gift or an act of service this week. And then ask, what's next, Lord? Hmm. And do that next week. You are the missionary in your neighborhood. So get started believing and living this truth today. We get to. Yeah, absolutely. We we get to. It's so glorious. That's the challenge. Five people's names and one person at least over for dinner this week. Everyone can do that. And then look, look to bless somebody and ask God, well, okay, then what's next? Yeah. And by the way, too, I just want to remind you, if you, if you want to grow in your gospel fluency so that in, in all these actions, the gospel is just flowing into everyday life, join me for that on November 14th. Go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash webinar, and you can sign up. It's free. And come on, come on, hang out and ask all your questions. And uh, it's packed. It's a packed training. So yeah, please join me for that. Awesome. Yeah. And if you want the big three again, you get that by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Hey, if you haven't yet left us a review or some stars on wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be Spotify or Pandora or Apple or whatever it is, yeah, iTunes. If, if you wouldn't mind just taking literally two minutes, write us a good review, give us some stars, tell people why you like the show. We don't charge for the show. We, we don't advertise. This could, is, we, could we start charging? Well, I'd like to. Awesome. <laughs> but do that for us. That's a great way to, to serve us back. And uh, next week, we hope you join us. We're going to have a lot more fun talking about more ways to live intentionally in every area of life. So join us for that. Thanks for being with us today. If you'd like more information on the show, you can go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast.